You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Like a daydream. So it's gonna be forever. Or it's gonna go down in flames. You can tell me when it's over. First two games of that series, even though the Brewers hit seven home runs. Cards have given up 11 home runs over the last three games, and they've won all three. It's a four-game winning streak. Best mm. record in the National League right now for your St. Louis Cardinals. Highest run differential, too. How about that? And also, 9-3 and three when playing at Bush. Day game with the Brewers today. Yelich sitting out of that. Wainwright on the mound served up a home run in the first inning. They're underway at Bush. It's one zip. Brewers lead, then an off day Thursday. This schedule plays perfectly into the Molina Wainwright hands. Mm. Mike Caruso's phone's probably exploding because the Cardinal players can all go to game one on Thursday night. Oh, good. Probably could go Saturday. If it's a a night game Saturday, there's a chance they could be there as well. Again, start time on Saturday still undetermined. NBC has some day hockey, and Frank says they're hoping that it ends up on Channel 5. But I guess on the other side of it, what's the what are the sexiest matchups right now? I don't know. I mean, Boston, Columbus. You know, anything that involves Boston. Um, you know, Washington, the New York Islanders. That's a pretty. If Washington's able to win, obviously they play Game Seven tonight against Carolina. So Carolina could win that game theoretically. Well, I think for the networks, you want Washington to advance because yes. you've lost a lot of so marquee if you could teams. Have, if you could have an Islanders matchup against Ovechkin, I would think that wouldn't be a Saturday game, though. It'd be very unlikely that would be a Saturday game. Um, unless they had played game one on Saturday. So, I don't know. It's going to be, uh, I don't know, it's tough to say. You know, now you have San Jose, Colorado. That's a pretty good matchup as well with the Joe Thornton story and all that. What's happening. the edge there? Who do you like? Great tweet, by the way, Colorado, and it showed a little mini bandwagon like in the old days, the old yeah. uh, wagon going through the West, and it says, still room to get on board, and it's a little avalanche <laughs> uh, bandwagon yeah. rolling I, I don't know. You know, I mean, listen, Colorado's been a great story. Are, can they? How long can it continue? You just don't know. They, they've got serious star power on their team with Nathan McKinnon, who's a top five, probably top three player in the world right now. Is Nathan McKinnon the avalanche's Nolan Arenado? What, like nobody knows who he is? Yeah. Uh, Hockey people possibly, do. Possibly, because baseball people know Nolan, right? Yes, oh, 100%. And hockey people know McKinnon for sure, but the average person at home may not be as versed on a McKinnon. Probably not, and they certainly probably don't don't recognize how good this guy is. Like everyone in the National Hockey League can skate. I mean, you just can't play in the NHL if you can't. They can all skate. They're all fast, and he just looks different on skates. Like he and Connor McDavid are the two players who just look completely different when you watch them play live. It's crazy to see how good this guy is. But can he? Is he good enough to carry a team? They they have an unbelievable top line. Like the first half of the season, he, Ranton, and Landeskog, these guys were three of the top five leading scorers in the league. They were carrying the the Colorado Avalanche. And then they suffered some injuries. Ranton got hurt. Landeskog got hurt, and they just weren't the same team. So can they can they rely on one line to carry them on through the you know playoffs and get to the third round? I I, I just don't see it happening. And there's something about a team in the playoffs when they win a series like San Jose did last night, being down three games to one, the whole Joe Thornton story, not knowing if each of those last three games are going to be his last game in his incredible Hall of Fame career. And now they win after being down 3 nothing in a Game 7, one of the best Game 7s in the history of the National Hockey League. 
So is 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 everything kind of on their side? The hockey gods are the hockey gods on the San Jose Sharks side, and are they going to continue to uh, to feed off that energy? You know, I think we've always debated: is there carryover from one game to the next, especially when there's a day off? You and I talked on Fox Two Saturday before that game six, mm-hmm. and you said, "I think absolutely." The way the Blues won Game Five, there's going to be some momentum, and I think there clearly was the For way they sure. came out. They were flying, so I think you're right that the Sharks now are going to be flying high. Oh, yeah. Going into that Colorado series, most importantly, it wasn't just how the Blues were flying, but I think that defeated and Winnipeg. deflated Winnipeg. Absolutely. They had six shots on goal through the first forty minutes of that game six, dominating for two periods. Blues were just crushing the Jets. You uh, gave us Country Buggers famously, mm-hmm. yeah. Ooh. and that was Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then we had Winnipeg, and we needed the equivalent. You said Lonely Canadians, yeah. And I gotta say, when some of those Blues wins, what happened? They'd yeah. show the outside crowd. They look yeah. pretty lonely. They're very, they look pretty they're lonely. They're very polite too. They've been very uh, complimentary of the people here in St. Louis. Like the they, Winnipeg, they, very they love classy. coming here. There's been like Facebook posts of people from Winnipeg who have like this one guy won a contest and he won tickets to Game Six. He came into St. Louis and like basically took a tour of St. Louis and had a whole rundown love on it. his Facebook page. He absolutely loved it He'll here. He'll be back for the gymnastics trials probably <laughs> next summer. So Dallas. Yeah. Fans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lonely Texans. They're kind of country cosmo buggers. I think they got some um, cowboy boots. Phony Texans. Bootlickers. They're phony Texans in Dallas. There, well, there, there are some bootlickers there. There's no they're question. Cowboy boots. Um, the real Texans are in San Francisco. A lot of rhinestone jeans being worn around there rhinestone. right now. Um, okay. We'll just uh, think about it. Yeah, I'll think about that one. Some hooge. Puck cowboys. Sure. <laughs> Puck. I'm just trying to help you here. <laughs> Think about we'll it. We'll come we up with time. One. Yeah. And the texters at 855-282-8255. got to text us, though, before the game because mm-hmm. we need to, we need to title it tomorrow in our pregame I'll, I'll come up the, with it. For the noon hour tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I'll we'll get to your it. favorite candy bar. Maybe next week we'll do that. Favorite, favorite candy bar. We're saving that stuff when the, when the Blues postseason over. Favorite chips. Correct. Strick was disappointed last week that we did not <laughs> get into that topic. Uh, there's really nothing for the Blues to discuss other than, hey, the Stars mm-hmm. won the season series. Lineup changes. I've been saying all along, when it's a fourth line, I don't get that worked up about it. They did seem to really give Fabry some credit in that room Yeah, for his... I just think he's a popular guy, and you look at everything he's been through. So I think emotionally, just having him out there, I think everybody wants to make a point to give him some credit and, and make him feel good about his game. He didn't play a ton. I think he played like six minutes, something like that, in the last game. So obviously, when he's out there, he has an opportunity to impact the game. But overall, in the big scheme of things... Um, you know, Dallas Almost probably scored in that game. Yeah, six. He did, but Dallas probably isn't game planning around that fourth right. line. But I will say this: the fourth line, and you know, Alexander Steen doesn't like it when we call it the fourth line. But well, what? But I mean, it, but, hockey of four lines. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> look for that line to score some goals. They're going to need Barbashev, Steen, whoever's playing with those two. Obviously, it's going to be Fabry to start the series. That line, the Bozak line. Your third and fourth lines are going to have to score in this series. I think that's the, one of the advantages the Blues have over Dallas is the depth at the bottom end of their roster offensively. And and, and listen, how is Dallas's defense? How are they going to handle the physicality? Can they wear Dallas's defense down, and can they do that early in the series? How are you supposed to refer to the Correct. fourth line? Then? I was just going to say, yeah, three plus. He, he said they don't look the at the steam like line. This sounds like when Larusa like refused to call Jason Mott the closer, right? Mm-hmm. He's got 42 saves. He leads the league in saves. What do we call him? He's not the, he's not the closer. Reliever. He's a reliever. So what does he want us to call it? I don't know. You have the to Steen ask. line? The Steen line. 
You can call it the steam hey, line. Hey, Steiner, uh, your fourth line. No, no, no. Not the fourth. <laughs> Which, this, was a, this was a debate the other day because Blake Wheeler, the Winnipeg captain who told a reporter, F off. Yeah, what would you think of that? He kind of mumbled it, but he said it. Yeah. Um, I think there's more to the story. I think he doesn't like that report. They know each other. I think they. I think there's something to that 100%. I think he knows the reporter. We're seeing that right now with uh, Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City where they're just acting like they're embarrassing the league, actually. Oh, and I said earlier, Oklahoma City should be this likable, smaller market. Correct. And you got some great players. They're a very unlikable team. And then you put so Paul unlikable. George and Westbrook together in the postgame, both looking like little babies pouting. Paul George says, well, it was a bad shot. The one that was the winning shot. They just looked like jerks. They Not are. a big fan. That's what happens when you pay these guys $20-plus million. million dollars, I think like whatever 40 the hell million. Who on the Blues is most likely to curse out money. a reporter? So that was our question. The Blake Wheeler equivalent, which, by the way, I think the reporter oh, also Steen for sure. didn't help where he <laughs> went. So Steen was a play. I said Petro could maybe get Petro there. Petro gets a little Barubi irritated. could maybe get there. No, Barubi's pretty polite. In a, fu- in a fun way, though, yeah. I tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, to say that? Yeah. I don't think they have anybody on the roster that would do Steen that. Steen might. That's no fun. No, he wouldn't. Hey, Steen are the fourth line. You guys won the cup. F off. We won the cup. <laughs> I told the story how Barubi was leaving. How important is the fourth line <laughs> in this series? <laughs> Barubi was Very leaving important. the building the other night. I parked in the garage. Paid to park at the Keels Center. Uh-huh. And I could hear the cars below when they were leaving. Because yeah. fans wait for the players. Yeah. And I heard some fans go, Barubi, Barubi. And I hear him honking his horn. I thought, good for him. He's having some fun. Yeah. With somebody in his way. And then I thought, because I couldn't see, I could only mm-hmm. hear it. Mm-hmm. What if somebody's in the way and he's annoyed? Oh, yeah. You listen, he's been very, I will say this, practice today and practice yesterday is the most vocal and animated I've ever seen him. And now he's been animated in the past. Some of the stories you hear behind the scenes in the dressing room, this guy, I mean, he can, he can, he can really fire you up. I love, you know, the way he interacts with his players. But he is not allowing this team with this little break, which is always a concern for a head coach, that maybe it can allow you to take your foot off the gas a little bit. He's not letting them do it. I mean, he has been as demanding and as animated on the ice as we've seen since he's taken over. Fast Eddie's doors open at 1 o'clock. If you're not in a good mood, Strick's always in a good mood. But if you're not, if somebody just told you to F off, go to Fast Eddie's. Because Mm. if you're in a bad mood, you go there. (laughs) You will leave in a good mood. It's not just the food, which is outstanding, or the cold beer. It's just the whole atmosphere. Everybody's in a good mood when they're hanging at Fast Eddie's. Maybe it's just your lunch hour. Maybe it's happy hour. Maybe you've got time to hang out for a little bit. Whether you're there for 30 minutes or three hours, I guarantee you'll leave in good spirits. Fast Eddie's Bonaire, Alton, Illinois. It's all about the fun. It really is. And not that far. I went up there last Wednesday. I was downtown. I hopped on Route 3. Nice little drive up to Alton, Illinois. It's worth the trip. If you've never been, you're missing out. Grab some friends and go. Birthday party, bachelorette party. Huge parking lot. Doesn't matter. You can pull up in the bus. There's 30 of us. Come on in. They got room. Huge parking lot. Huge venue. A lot of room outdoors. The indoors just keeps going back and back. All of a sudden, they're like, that's a motorcycle on display. It's got the old Route 66 vibe going in there. Stop by and see our friends at Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. Again, doors open at 1 o'clock. Then on the weekends, head on up to Alton because they open at 11 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday. And when you're in Illinois, get yourself a new car. Offenberg Hyundai celebrating their 30th anniversary. 1989, that's when they began, the original Hyundai dealer in this area. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, check them out online, OffenbergHyundai.com, and then head over. What is it? We decided that I got it wrong, and I still – it's a short ride 
to a great deal. You said like a big ride to a big deal or something <laughs> like that. It's a big ride. It's a big deal. <laughs> there Long no ride for a short deal. It's so it, green, was, it was wrong. Greenmount Road <laughs> is the exit. Again, great folks over there. You will get great customer service. Hey, it's time for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, I just want to throw something your way. See if you agree with it. Strick, you might not care. Okay. In fact, you won't care. Um, you might be surprised. Well, it's baseball related. Okay. And you tend to check out this time of year for baseball. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, I'm very yeah, good reason. Guy. Yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah. Paul DeYoung's my guy. I was hanging out with Dext again last game. He was at the last playoff game with his daughter talking about his oh, Jordan cool. collection. Uh, Wainwright has a first inning problem. His ERA in the first inning oh, this year yeah. is a 10.80. He's uh, allowed 11 earned and runs. For strict purposes, we'll let him know. That's not good. That's high. He's allowed yeah. 11 earned runs this year, counting the first inning run he allowed today. Six of them have come in the first inning. I am just suggesting that maybe Cardinals adapt a more modern philosophy and use the opener on Wainwright starts. Give it to Gan, Carlos Martinez when he's back, anyone to get to the first inning, and then wow. Wainwright can take over from there. And that bring him in in the second, second inning. Third. That's what I am suggesting. Inning. He seems to have a first inning problem. I don't hate it, but I'm not sure who I would use because I don't want to burn a right. Gant. I don't want to burn Brebbia. I need some of these guys later in the game, so who do I trust? But then if you're only going to get five innings from Wainwright, then suddenly he's done after the six as opposed to being done How after the How old is fifth. Wainwright? Old. 37 later this year? Yeah, maybe. he's old. Oh, come on. Maybe. He's old for How much does he have left? One year. He's done after he's this He's on year. a one-year deal. I'd imagine this year. Will he be year. in the starting rotation in September? That's a great question. And I lean towards no. Baseball sense coming up. Hot, no, Fridays at 5. No, 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 no. 590 Baseball, Fridays at 1. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 590 Baseball, that's right. <laughs> you st- don't be cutting my grass, Drake. <laughs> uh, the Blues, in their previous two for uh, second-round series, played one 830 game in each. Uh, one against the Stars. Yeah. That was here. And then one against the National Predators in Nashville. Okay. So it's not often that they've had to, but they've had to before. Do the players hate it? I know the media complains, fans complain. The players, the players will not say. They you don't know, care. I mean, if, the, if the game started at midnight or 1 a.m., they would be there ready to play the game at midnight. So I, I just don't think, you know, they go out for a warm-up. They don't care. An hour after the game would have started, you know, 8 o'clock warm-up. I, I don't know. It, it is what it is, you know. I mean, you just kind of adjust your schedule. Uh, maybe do they move start, their skate later? They they do a little bit. I think last time maybe it was around 11 uh, for an 8.30 start. So maybe your morning skate is pushed back a little bit. Because they go home and a little more take time a nap? In the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Drink game some coffee? Nap. That's how I get my kid to take a nap. I tell him that hockey players take a nap on game day. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> and it works? It works. Strick's been lying to his kids for years. No, no, no. <laughs> hockey players all cut the lawn. Now get out there and do it. <laughs> oh, you got you to make your bed. Hey, you don't think Petro makes his bed? Come on, let's go. Vladimir Tarasenko great... eats all the food on his plate. Let's right. go. Yes. Come on. I like this. I'll show you. <laughs> Martin's going to start doing it now. Eh, it's too late. <laughs> Carson's like, no, they don't. I saw a YouTube video. They have people that make the beds for them. Oh, well, <laughs> well never mind. Uh, what rooting interest do you think Ken Hitchcock has in this series? Two of his former teams. Who would he prefer re- to win? I think he's a St. Louis oh, guy. Oh, he'd go to St. Louis all the time. I think the, the situation, the way it ended in Dallas, probably left him with a little bit of a bad taste Didn't in his mouth. Great here, his relationships know. with people here are certainly way stronger than the relationships that he has with people in Dallas right now. Oh. Huh.
I thought it was interesting, though. Jamie Benn complimented Hitch the other day about really uh, getting him to understand how important it was for him to become a complete player, a two-way player. It's that LaRusso effect. These guys that hate him when they're there, yeah. they always like him after the yeah. fact and say they pushed me, they made me better. I know they missed the playoffs by a point or two last season, just like St. Louis did. But you got to keep in mind, I think they had an eight-game road trip at the very end of the season last year without Ben Bishop, who got hurt. And they just couldn't recover. If they had Bishop, I'm convinced they make the playoffs. You also have the Barubi factor that Hitch knows him from way back. They're very tight. In yeah. fact, they talk a lot, all the time. And even when Barubi was an assistant coach under Mike Yo, he and Ken Hitchcock talked a lot oh, before Hitch went to Edmonton. He gonna be fired. We being oh, he won't be head coach soon. Uh, Caps Hurricanes tonight. I believe the home teams won every game this yes. series. Yeah, I'm going to go to Washington, even though they don't have my guy TJ Oshie in there with a broken clavicle. He had surgery, right? Yeah. So he's done for the playoffs, right? So if you face Washington, no, in the playoffs, they always act like you could come back. Yeah. He's out What's for he this got? series. His entire left arm is missing. He, uh, he might come. He's back. out for this series. <laughs> he's out for this series. Um, I'm, listen, I like Washington star power still. Listen, the little Kaniacs over there. Ooh, I like Kaniacs. Kaniacs. Now we need to play that. We need to play Carolina in the finals. Listen, the the NASCAR fans in Carolina are certainly, I mean, they're revved up. Kaniacs. Not to use a pun there. But they are revved up. Now, the game's in in Washington, obviously. But but they have a distinct home ice advantage. They kind of rally around the uh, the underdog there, you know, with Rod Brindamore being the lowest-paid head coach in the league and – you know, new owner and everything. It's just been a fascinating story, really, to watch the Carolina Hurricanes get to where they are right now. I just don't see them having enough on the road in Game 7, but I could be wrong. Isn't that the owner that invested in the AAF? $250 million, yes. The league that folded? I like want... a week later. Did I had him on the just, show. He just Did wanted their app. I had him on Hockey Sense um, like a day or two after he invested the $250 million. Sorry, H, I haven't gotten back to you with a cell number yet. Did he get um, his money? Is he asking for it? Yes. Did he get his money back? Um, H might be no. looking for his paycheck. Remember Hoff, we talked he just about wanted this. the gambling he wanted app. This like app yeah, that came right. with it that he felt like it was a great. Business They're trying move. to develop something that would allow in-game betting. He like, didn't invest. Hey, what like, are the odds that they convert this third and eight? Yeah, he didn't invest like Ooh, even twenty-five million. It was two hundred and fifty million dollars. So he had to have known that there was a chance it was going to go under. I'm sure that and was there his had plan. to be a reason for he him to put that level league. of cake in there. You know? Ooh, cake. Yeah. Cake. Caniacs. Uh, I like Washington there. I picked Vegas to win last night. I picked Boston. I was damn close to being right on both until the league screwed me. Oh, you picked uh, Toronto last night? I picked Boston to win, which happened. And then I had Vegas winning on the road. I had Vegas playing the Blues in the third round in my playoff pool. Did you? Mm. Yeah. How come the NHL is pushing this bracket pick'em thing so much? You realize they're not the tournament, right? No, this it's kind of cool, weird. though, man. You can, you know, it's it's very interesting. But everyone's bracket is busted now busted with all these brackets, upsets. Martin. This has been the year of the upset. Cinderella. Look at all the division winners who are out all right them, now. Right. Well, Calgary and Nashville Cal- both gone. Calgary, and Nashville. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is gone. And then who won that other division over Washington. there? Washington. So there's one more. Washington. One more in. remains, and they okay. could lose tonight. You never know. That's the end of the day. Is that the Metropolitan yes, Division? Yes, Metro Division. If I'm not mistaken. Name all four divisions. Uh, he knows them. Central, mm-hmm. the Blues, and yeah. the Metropolitan. <laughs> yes. Or in the Pacific. Is it Atlantic? Is it? Cause, well, they, the weird thing about hockey is you used to know Pacific, them like the yeah, Norris. They had like a cool Atlantic name. Campbell, yeah, Pacific, Campbell Conference, Atlantic, yeah. Wales. Central, I know. That was cool. I loved all that no, stuff. No, it's Atlantic, Metro, 
Pacific Central. How they title the Metro? I don't get how they came up with that name. Metropolitan. Um, it's just a lot, of, New York, a lot, a lot of, of cities. A lot of like metropolitan areas. And over here, you got a bunch of teams from New York. Okay. Strick, great to see you. Hey, I'm it's fired great up. to see you. No more games on Fox Sports. I was yeah. a little disappointed because it was a great we'll run. We'll have some post-game shows, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like the J.K. call on the Game 5 Schwartz. He said, this is crazy! And it really, he sounded, I mean, it was just the most excitement you could hear. In a per- and he basically captured the It was crazy. It was crazy. Love that call. In fact, Hawk might have to update. If this keeps going here, you might have to update the Frank Open. What's the bigger goal? He's got goal? the Brower goal in there. I, that was the last big goal probably for the Blues. Game Here's 7. He's already, got a, he's, already, he's already got to go in and change it anyhow, so this all, this all works. Well, okay. let's wait and see if there's more big goals to come. And then maybe in that open, it'll be like, Selected number 10, Drew Locke. No. NFL, they could add that I to had the my. Did you vote on my poll? No. I didn't. Frank Sorry. did. Uh, I've got Drew Locke going somewhere. I mean, he probably will go in the first round. He shouldn't with that 59% completion percentage. Um, and he will truly be a bust, according to my sources. But that's not the bet. Well, when I made the bet, you're moving those goalposts. This is before he had the cupcake schedule. Yeah, but the bet's not. It was in the meat of the schedule when he plays his toughest competition and he could never win, never beat a ranked opponent until he played Florida this year, which is not the same Florida team from the past. I don't know about Drew. I I, Drew. I just don't feel. uh, I don't feel great about him, and I would not draft him. Somebody's going to be disappointed. People try to compare him to uh, Matthew Stafford. I don't think he's Uh... anything close to Stafford. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out. And you and Frank can watch it together from the press box. When is it? And tomorrow? Yes. It's tomorrow. First round? Well, the first, you're like, it doesn't they matter. They do like this. Like the, the draft is now like a week long. I was watching a great clip today of like a former GM of the Indianapolis Colts who just went on this tirade on Mel Kuyper. Oh, yeah, Poland, uh, wasn't it? No, no it was it Tobin. Bill Tobin? Yes, it's phenomenal. Or was it Vince Tobin yeah. or Bill Tobin? Bill Tobin. Yeah, when they drafted. Who said, you ever wear a jock strap? What do you know? Yes. Trev Alberts. Over Trent over Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Yeah. I think he said, did you wear a jock strap? He's like, Put he, that in the new Franco. No, he too. said. He, he, no, the most, the most incredible part about the entire clip is that Mel Kuyper's hair hasn't changed. Yeah, it's fair. Super nice guy. Met him at the draft. Really good that? guy. Were you eating? Hey, uh, <laughs> I don't think they had food. <laughs> Mother's Day is just around the corner, and you can get the flowers ordered from Schnooks on your phone. You got the rewards app. It's all real simple. Get those flowers ordered. Get them delivered. You don't have to do a thing, but grab your phone. It's that simple. One of the great things that Schnooks has done is get the rewards on your phone. You get the points when you go in there. Strix steals them from his wife. It's all real simple. Get your Schnooks rewards. We'll be uh, we'll be making the tour. We've got a May tour coming up, too. We'll be back out and about on our Schnooks. Tenth, you know, next true story, I spent uh, a lot of time after game six to the wee hours Drinking. of the morning with the Schnooks Director of Marketing. I want to give a shout out to my boy Chase. How about that? Yeah, Chase McMullen. Chase McMullen, yeah. Yes. East Coast guy who East has Coast, become Boston. a huge St. Louis sports fan. Yeah, Huge sports fan. Our kids went to preschool together. Well, we'll be giving Chase a hard time if it's the Blues and Bruins. Huh? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's a Blues fan now. You know it. All right, we got to go. Hardline is coming to right next. Congratulations.